Well, good evening and Happy New Year. And as you can see by the video that we just saw that there was a lot of things that happened in 2021. So there's so much that we get to be thankful for, so many things to celebrate. And I know that we're going into 2022 maybe a little different than we wanted to go in, but here's the good news, that we still serve a God who continues to sit on the throne. And no matter what going into 2022 looks like, we get to go in um, victorious, we get to go in full of hope because our king is still king. And as you can see by what happened last year, he never stops. Well, I love the feeling of New Year's. This is the, there's this idea of newness, of freshness, of a chance to make adjustments. That's something that we're literally adjusting, experiencing right now as we've transitioned tonight's services to online only. But you just cannot stop the good news from going out. So welcome to our online New Year's Eve service. Now, if you haven't already done it, go ahead and get yourself a candle and a lighter for later on in the service. Because we're going to go ahead and we're going to have our candlelight service tonight. But instead of being in our fellowship hall, we are going to light our candles throughout our community and throughout wherever you are listening and um, tuning in from. Now, as I was getting my candle ready for later, when we do this candlelight service, and if you and ask people who know me, what often happens is my mind begins to wander. So I was getting my candle ready, and my mind began to wander. And I started to think about all the things that we use candles for. Like at my house, I use the candle to set the mood. When I need to settle down a bit, slow down, relax, get quiet things down, I'll kind of turn off all the lights and I'll light candles around the house. If I have a headache, then I turn off the lights and I use candles to just soften the light around me. Birthdays, we put them on the cake and we celebrate the person whose birthday it is. And at our house, that's usually accompanied by some really awful singing. And when the electricity goes out, we light them to provide light in the darkness. And that thought, we light them to provide light in the darkness, led me to another thought. See, Jesus is the light of the world. And he provides the light in our darkness. Now, one of Jesus' followers, John, wrote this about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Now, to understand the significance of that statement, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world, we have to understand a few things. By the time Jesus was born, there was about a 400-year period of time where God was just silent. The prophets weren't speaking. The people hadn't heard from God. They hadn't seen any miracles. It was quiet. And the Jewish people knew that they were supposed to have their own homeland. They were supposed to have their own king. And yet, here they were under the rule of the Roman government. Things were not going well for them. It's like the light had been turned off. They were in darkness. There was no sense of hope. But then there were these rumblings. There was this talk of a man named Jesus. 
And for three years, he had moved from town to town proclaiming the kingdom of God. And he was backing his message up with miracles and with power. But then he had been crucified. However, many of his followers were saying that he rose from the dead, that he had established a kingdom, but it was one of love and a hope for the future. The Apostle John wrote to Gentile believers who turned to faith in Jesus that Jesus is the true light that came into the world. Jesus lit up the darkness. He brought hope. He lived and he taught love. He established a kingdom. And he calls his followers to not just live in his kingdom, not just to experience his hope and love, but we're to establish his kingdom wherever we are. In one of his most famous teachings, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You and I are lights in this world, and we're not meant to be hidden. Our lights are meant to shine in such a way that it points to God and it brings glory to our Father in heaven. A few days ago, Pastor Bunny and I were talking, and we both talked about how we felt that 2022 was going to be a year of breakthrough and victory. Now, I know that with what's going on, it doesn't look like that. But here's the thing. We don't base what we know on the things we see. We base it on the one who holds all things in the palm of his hand. And in a letter to the church in Colossae, the Apostle Paul wrote about Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So even when the unexpected happens, even when we have to make adjustments that we didn't foresee or plan for, we don't give in to fear, we don't lose hope, and we don't lessen our capacity to love. So we're going to boldly step into 2022. And there are two things that we can do as we continue moving forward in victory and in trust. Now, if you're taking notes, you can write this in your first blank, and that is remember who we are. Remember who we are. See, those of us who have said yes to Jesus and asked him to be our Savior and the Lord of our lives have this right to call ourselves sons and daughters of God. The Apostle John continued in his letter to the Gentile believers, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We're God's children. And as his children, you and I have full access to his provision and his power. Last Sunday, my husband Tom and I, we took a ride out, we went down to um, South Point, and then we ended up in Waikoloa. And while we're in Waikoloa, we ended up eating dinner at one of the restaurants there. And like usual, we came home with some leftovers in a, a container. So we came home, and we put the container in the refrigerator. And Tom was planning on eating it for breakfast the next day. Well, our grandson lives at home with us, so the next morning when Tom got up to eat the leftover pork chop, our grandson Micah had gotten up at midnight and eaten it before him. Now here's the thing. Micah didn't have to wake us up to ask, can I eat that pork chop? 
He didn't have to barter for it. He didn't have to trade for it. He didn't have to do anything to earn it. He lives in our house. And because he lives in our house, he has full access to whatever's in the refrigerator. It was free, and it was his for the taking. And that's just like us in our relationship with God. We have full access. We don't have to barter. We don't have to trade. We don't have to earn it. We just get to go to him because he's our father. And he wants to give us his grace. He wants to give us his healing. And he wants to give us his provision. And we have this simply because we're his children. But then Jesus goes a little bit further. And then he says, you're my friends. At the very last meal that Jesus ate with his disciples, before his crucifixion, he said to them, I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. See, you and I, as followers of Jesus, are not only God's children, but we are Jesus' friends. We don't just do the things we're supposed to because we're servants. We do them because we're his friend. We know him, and we understand what he wants. Someone who is a, ma who is a servant does what the master wants, but he doesn't understand the why behind it. He just follows the rules. But we have a relationship with Jesus. He doesn't want us to just follow rules. He wants us to follow him and then to respond as he would. And after calling his followers friends, he said, I chose you and I appointed you that you might bear fruit. See, you and I are chosen by Jesus to live lives that point people to the Father and bring glory to him. Now we need to know and trust that we're chosen by God because it's on this foundation that we're able to do the things that he asked us to do. I heard someone say it this way. We can't do what God calls us to do until we know who we are. And we are his children, the ones that he calls friend. And when we know who we are, our lives will point to God and will bring him glory. We will continue to move forward in boldness and confidence because of who God is and who, our relation, who we are in relationship to him. And as we step into 2022, the second thing that we can do, built on the foundation of knowing who we are, is remember what we're called to do. We can make a difference in the world around us, and we can bring glory to God if we remember that we are called to be lights of the world by Jesus. Jesus called us, and he gave us that assignment. He gave us the job of not allowing the world around us to descend into darkness, darkness and hopelessness. Instead, he put you and me right where we are to bring his light and his hope in our family, in our community, in our school, in our job. Anywhere that we go, we bring his light and we establish his kingdom. And his light is best seen when it looks like love. In that last supper that Jesus ate with his disciples, he told them, a new command I give you, 
Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this will everyone know you are my disciples, if you love one another. See, the way we love each other, the way that we love others, brings God's light into the world. Now, I think we can all agree that people are a little bit more testy, they're sometimes a little bit more rude, and they're a little bit more angry lately. It's almost as if darkness and hopelessness is seeping in. But God already saw that coming, and he has a plan. And that plan is you, and it's me. It looks like you and I lighting up the world around us with that love. And that love is compassionate. It serves others. It is humble, and it brings glory to God. And as followers of Jesus, we love because love looks like the kingdom of God. So as we step boldly into 2022, we can move with confidence and courage because we remember that we're God's children and that we're called to be his lights in the world. And because we're called to be lights in the world, I wanna, we're going to go ahead and we're going to light our candles now. So I'm going to ask you, if you haven't already gotten them, go ahead and go get them. And the rest of us, we can prepare. And as we prepare to light our candles, I want to take a moment. And I want to just pause. And I want to think about, what does this year look like? Think about some of the things you'd like to leave behind as we move forward into 2022. Maybe there's some decisions you regret making. Maybe there's some decisions you regret not making. Maybe there's a hurt that you no longer want to carry. Go ahead and take the time right now. Go ahead and name them to God. Tell them, these are some things I don't want to bring with me into the next year. I want to leave them here. I have to leave them here. Now ask God to help you to continue moving forward without that extra burden. Ask God, what does 2022 look like for you? What does he want you to do? Who's he calling you to be? And ask him to consistently remind you who you are. Don't forget that you're his child. You're his friend. Ask him to help you to consistently bring his love into every situation. Remember, Jesus called us to be lights of the world. And his light looks like love. It's like loving others. So how am I at loving others? How am I at bringing his light? Ask him to help you to shine his light and to bring him glory throughout 2022. And when you light the candle, I'm going to ask you to pick up your lighters. And when you light this candle, I want you to remember that this candle may bring light into a dark room, but you and I, we bring the light of God into a dark world. So let's go ahead and light your candle. And it doesn't want to go on. There it is. And let's pray. Abba, our good and gracious Father, thank you for the adventure that was 2021. We are excited and hopeful for what your plans are as we boldly and fully 
trust you as we move into 2022. And we choose at this time to leave some things here in 2021. And with your help and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will no longer be held captive by these things. Instead, as your child, we choose to lean into who you've called us to be. And as we choose to let your light shine through us, we also choose to trust your Holy Spirit to equip and empower us to love others just as you have loved us through your son, Jesus. And we know that we can be courageous in stepping forward because there is no fear in love and your perfect love casts out all fear. We love you, we thank you, and we trust you. And we pray all this in the precious and holy name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So let this light remind you, we're the light of the world. And we get to go forward, and we get to bring his light into each and every situation. Have a happy new year, and God bless. And don't forget that this Sunday and next Wednesday, we'll be online. Happy new year.